Welcome to the Van Man Podcast. My name is Sam and I am the Van Man. I believe in living a full life and I know that I do that differently than some people. So I invite interesting people into my van to talk about how they're living their life to the fullest through their hobbies, their side gigs, their passions, and hopefully we can take from their advice together so that we can also learn how to live our lives fuller. In this episode, my guest is Tanner Hill, and Tanner created a product called Easy Pill, which is a keychain pill holder that he's now selling on Etsy. And I invited Tanner into the van to talk about you know, his product and his business and what it's been like trying to grow this business on Etsy, along with some of his experience on why he decided to build uh, or 3D print these pill holders. Um, and it's really interesting because I think this is a product that um, has a lot of value to help people in their lives. Um, if you are someone who struggles with depression and anxiety and you have pills that um, you maybe have or, or carry with you for emergencies, then this is a perfect kind of product for you to be able to do that um, in a kind of discreet way, if you'd like, where it wouldn't draw attention to it, but then you always have it in your pocket in case you need it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Let's jump right in. Did you set out with this meaning to make a business? With my little... P- yeah, holder. or was that more of just like, yeah, kind well, of a side snapshot of like you creating something to fill your own need, and you're like, well, I might as well just sell these. Yeah, well, let me tell a story. Um, so when I first got started, do, do you want to tell everybody what it is first? Just oh, for yeah, audio? of course. Yeah, yeah. So I designed this little keychain pill holder. Um, it just goes on your keychain. It's really tiny, so it holds just a couple pills. Um, mostly it's just for you know, like people have it for ibuprofen or antidepressants or. Uh, uh, anti-anxiety medications. So like any any need, it really fills it. It's just super tiny, super compact, super discreet. So nobody knows what's on your keychain. So that's kind of the background. Um, getting into like why I created it is uh, about a year ago, um, I was going through a really hard time and had just barely got uh, s- some medication that helped with like anxiety and panic attacks type stuff. Right. Um, and I didn't want to carry an entire bottle around with me everywhere I went because yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole thing just shaking around, and it just had it was super duper tiny pills. Right. So it, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to design my own product. There's nothing on the market for something like this. Either they're too big, or right. they're too ugly. Like you know exactly what they are. You know yeah. when so it's on somebody's keychain, you're like, okay, that holds pills, right? Right. I wonder what those pills are. Yeah. When you look at somebody's keychain, exactly, yeah, that would be annoying. So um, I went through, I I, uh, did all the measurements and had a little bit of background in 3D modeling, but I kind of dove into it a little bit deeper and um, designed my own product. You know, I I made it so that it was, it was probably about half that size of what it is now. Um, And it had little cutouts just for my specific pill. So it held two exactly. And the benefit of that was it made no sound whatsoever when it closed. No rattling. No rattling whatsoever. But it really only filled my need, right? right. So um, I had it on my keychain. I probably had it on there for about six months. And it was awesome because, like, I didn't really need that medication very often. But it was more about having it that that was important to me. So um, then uh, I went along and somebody was like, yeah, I want one of those. But, you know, that doesn't – It's it only fits your pills, right? right? And so I completely redesigned the entire thing, made it a little bit larger so it, it – I got measurements of a bunch of different types of pills and made it so that it would fit, you know, probably about 75 to 80% of pills, like it, at least one. Right. Um, and went through probably about 40, 50 different iterations 
Like for something so simple, you'd think, oh no, that's so easy. Like you could just throw that on there and you think get so. It but I mean, I'm just playing with it, and like, there's a shocking amount of detail, right? Just in like all the stoppers. Like I can't take the lid straight off; I have to slide it off. But right. it's so small, I didn't even notice that there was a lip like that. And then there's also the magnets, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that you could list off. A, hundred yeah. other little iterations the tolerances like making sure it slides just enough but not too much and like right. making sure it won't just like break when you push on it and it, yeah a lot went into it so um i i just realized that a couple people more wanted it and i gave it out to a couple friends and they're like yeah i love this and then that was kind of it for about probably about four or five months just didn't do anything you know i was going and doing my everyday life and then i got to a point where i had just um, realized that a job I was working at wasn't for me. I was in a sales uh, position and was like, okay, I hate this. What kind of sales was it without revealing the company? Yeah, it was a, I was it, an but... SDR. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm not a pushy person. If you yeah. can't tell, I, I don't like pushing. Like, I, I want people to come to me if they want something. I don't want right. to be like, you need this. And this is why, you know? Right. Um, so I was like, Hey, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I decided to just focus on school but then it was a perfect time. I was like, well, I have a little bit more free time now. I'm going to actually give this a shot. Like before that, I had friends, lots of friends and family being like, you should sell this. Like tons of people were telling me, yeah, like there's a market for this. Like yeah. there's, it's useful and there's wide enough, uh, enough people that would want to have this on their keychain. So, but I was like, no, nah, I'm too busy. It's too much work or whatever. So, and then I got into uh, that position where I had a little more time and was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. Right. And so, um, I started a little Etsy shop and that was about four months ago. So I, you know, listed, uh, at, at the time I only had three colors. I had white, gray, and black. And Makes sense. yeah, really just super, couple, super basic, yeah, neutral. Um, and when I was researching Etsy, uh, I remember reading something that said it would be about, uh, three weeks before you get your first sale. So like don't spread it. Like it just takes a lot of time. I got my first sale two days after starting my shop, which is like, Whoa, Oh, cool. This is really awesome. Like people actually want this. And so I started developing it and, um, I, it just kept going. Like I thought, okay, when I get to 30 sales, like, wow, that's crazy. Like 30 people would want my, want to buy my product and actually give me money for it. And then fast forward four months, I just today, actually, I hit 500 units sold. So, wow. Congrats. Yeah, four months. So it's crazy. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, that's super exciting. So you said you have a little bit of a background in 3D printing. How much of your background is in 3D printing? Like, Oh, very minimal. <laughs> like you had a 3D printer and that was right. basically it? Yep. So I had a 3D printer. I'd modeled like one other thing in uh-huh. my past and it, it worked pretty good. It was like, you know, with those like doorknobs how they have the little like slit and you can use a coin to like unlock and lock oh them. yeah yeah. so i've made these little things with like a magnet integrated into them where like uh, there were some little kids living at our house so i made it so like the magnet could stick on the wall and then you could just pull it down so the kids couldn't get it and then use it and whatever so like oh, okay, super clever. duper basic right basically nothing and then yeah i've learned so much about 3d printing over this process like i would be so much better at this now than when i first started is there a part of the, because it seems like you've had to do a ton of research just in terms of like how to start a business, how do you start an Etsy account, how do I actually make this and learn all the 3D printing? And there's a lot of different aspects that go into this. Have Has all of that been super interesting and fun and enjoyable or is some of it like, I got to just grind through <laughs> this section so that I can get to the next step? You know, I've loved 
every step of it. As much as that sounds super cliche, like I've, I've always wanted to start a business ever since I was younger. Like I remember when I was in elementary school, I created like, uh, I would soak gum in water into one of those little spritzers to try and sell, um, breath mint spray to my classmates in like third grade, you know, like, that's pretty good actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, it was terrible. Grader. Yeah. I mean, like it was nobody, terrible, nobody yeah. wanted it. No, like the logic's but... there for a third grader. Like that exactly. makes sense. So I kind of always wanted to start a business and I just never had a good enough product. And then I kind of, I saw my own need and realized that a lot of people have the same need. They want something that's discreet and easy to use. And, you know, it was a little bit more fun than, you know, a little vial on your keychain and what, you know? For sure. Oh yeah. So well, and was... I mean, it's it's pretty astounding that like I don't, you know, I don't have a need for it. Like I don't carry around pills or I don't right. take any pills uh, normally. And so it's like, I look at it and I can still see the use for it, even though I'm not the one with the need. But I'm like, I have lots of friends that would definitely have this, just because it is small, it is discreet, exactly. It's just very very simple. It's also like pretty dang secure. Like I don't have to worry about yeah, this just clicking open. It, it literally you know? only uses two magnets. Like a lot of the other al- alternatives are um, like screw-ons. Right. But they're, you know, a little more clunky, a little bit harder to use, you know? Yeah, this is one-handed. Take your exactly. keys out, slide it open, pop in my hand. Exactly. Done. Crazy. Have you had anybody, just out of curiosity, have you had anybody say that they're using it for something other than pills? Um, I don't think so. I'm trying to think of like what you would do. I mean, it's kind of like a little locket. Yeah. It's not a locket. But it, you know, it's that similar aspect. So I wonder yeah. if anybody. I mean, just... I've had like ideas. I mean, this is just spitballing right here, but um, of doing like little marketing campaigns on TikTok and being like, "Oh, you can carry around ketchup in it for your one fry." Oh, that's pretty good. that's actually hilarious. But yeah. yeah, like most of the time, it's just like pills. Like I've had people use it for like um, like allergy medication too. For sure. You know, mostly just random pills. Anything that you'd need. That's mostly what it's been used for. So. Right, and Lord help the person who has to take a pill that's bigger than this yeah because it's this is it's small and discreet but it's also big enough to hold pills you know hold exactly. a couple of them you know but it's <laughs> if somebody has to take that down that's a horse like of a pill. multivitamins or yeah something. something big yeah that's crazy so what has been it's you said that all of it's been super exciting to learn has there been or what has been the most challenging part of all of it hmm probably let me think about that for a second Probably understanding the industry. Well, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's really tricky. Also, you should cut out all that part that I was just mumbling. Never. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Um, yeah, it's it's been difficult because um, I'm also going to school with marketing, and there's been a lot of growth and realizations of like, wow, I did that completely wrong, and I should have done that completely different. So, um, a lot of it was spending too much up front on things like like marketing campaigns, right. doing it in different ways or spending it on materials. So that was really hard. It made it, it a lot harder and a lot longer process to become profitable. But also at the same time, even though that was really difficult, I'm glad I went through that mm-hmm. because I was able to to learn so much from that experience, you know? And no, realize, totally. oh, I would do that completely different. That's right? interesting. I actually think the same thing about the podcast. Like you know, I, I have thoughts about like, oh, I mean, is this worth it? Do I want to keep going? And sometimes what keeps me going with the podcast is like, no, I've spent too much damn money <laughs> to quit Seriously, now. Like, yeah. I've, I've spent a couple hundred dollars on mics now. I have three iPhones in this van. <laughs> like I'm, I'm too far in. I got to make it at least to like 50 episodes or something, you know? And it's, right. it kind of gives you a little bit extra buy-in in that sense. Exactly. Was there um, a specific expense that stands out as like, oh, I wish I hadn't spent money on that? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing was marketing. 
I spent oh, okay. way too much up just front on like on ads marketing. and stuff. Yeah, advertising and realizing that the profit margins for my product just don't work super great with marketing campaigns. Right. Just because it just eats into my profitability so much. I already price it as low as I possibly can with making it like enough profit to make it worth it for me, you know? Right. But so. it's, a, yeah, especially if you're just starting out, it's like, oh, like the margins are thin no matter what. So exactly. why spend a bunch of money? And on I marketing? realized that there's enough of a need for it. Like organic searching and mm-hmm. organic marketing was my most successful revenue source. Yeah. You mentioned, do you have a, a name now? Like, is there a brand name or are you still going with the general like capsule? Yeah. So technically it, it's more of just for me, the name is easy pill and I have kind of like a parent company that's called total Tigon. Okay. Kind of funny story with that. Um, when I was making those businesses in elementary school, that was the name I came up with was total Tigon. And it's like super dumb, but it's like, You've kept it. It, it's really cool. It's yeah. really cool because it's like, wow, look how far I've come. I came up with this idea and then now it's kind of my parent company for things. So kind of random, but. I love that. It's, <laughs> it's got this sense of like, it's kind of adorable actually. Yeah. That you're just letting like the kid in you kind of take over there. Exactly. That is really cool. So it's technically called Easy Pill. Yeah. But you don't list it like that. You've mentioned to me that you don't list it like that for yeah. searchability. Yeah. Searchability, it just makes it. So technically the name that I'm going for, like most heavily um, targeting is like a keychain pill holder so if okay. you search on that on amazon or on etsy keychain like pill holder. i'm the first like five to ten that comes up so sweet which is pretty cool so yeah how do i like if that's the case do you still have easy pill somewhere like if i'm listening to this episode and i'm like i want to go look this up how do i know for sure that i'm getting your product and not one of the other crappier ones yeah um, or do I just kind of know because this is the good one and the uh, yeah, other ones are pretty just, obviously... One. All the other no, ones are just terrible. crap, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's nothing... If you tried searching for it right now, there's nothing on that. Um, it, as I scale, I'll probably start using that more and more. It's just because yeah. the name isn't super recognizable at this moment. It's more about the awareness phase of, you know, right. the process. So yeah. the searchability is more important to me than the name. Are you... You said this is more the awareness phase of the process. Do you have a specific process in mind that you've, like either looked up or learned in school or made up on your own. Do you mind sharing what that is? You're giving me... That's hard. That's hard. Um, giving me a face like, I don't know. <laughs> and now I'm really curious. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of mixed feelings with that because on one hand, I really want this to become something big and something that I can scale really mm-hmm. long term. But on the other hand, it's also just... Right now, it's really fun for me. Right. And um, I think as I scale it... I'll learn as much as I need to and then be able to move on, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm torn on whether I want to keep this going long-term or whether it's something for a short-term amount of time, right? Right. And so if I were to do it long-term, this awareness phase of things is huge. Like 500 sales, that's 500, you know, individual units, but probably 300, 400 different people. So I am in the awareness phase of things. And as I scale... um, doing those more going in more into depth in the marketing campaigns and creating a brand name around things would be really important, but still kind of torn. Right. But torn between whether or not you really want to keep it or if it's just this fun project. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that gives you a lot of flexibility at least like if it really does shoot up and you decide, Hey, I want to drop out of school and do this, you know, you might have that option or you might not. Yeah, maybe you I get mean, another five hundred sales, and that's if it. worse comes to worse, I, it's just another source of income. So I spend, you know, a little bit on the weekend assembling these and sending them off. Then 
That's it. And then have a job on the side. So that's right. You're assembling them all on your own. This isn't like a manufacturing company yes. that you set out. So, yep. uh, so I 3d print them all in house. I have, I made my own press like magnet press. So they're all pressed in like friction fit along okay. with super glue to make sure they never fall out. But it was, it was a little watch press that I got from Harbor Freight and I completely modified the entire thing, like created my own little magnet holders to make sure the magnets had uh, no, keep it, going. It, it's just it's just a long process. It's a long process. And I've been able to like make this a lot more efficient, but it's been a lot of work. Right. Because you're literally three print, 3D printing all of these in your room. Exactly. So just one printer, five printers? I have two right now. Okay. Um, yeah, they print about nine at a time in six hours. So okay. as I'm running them, I can, you know, make 40 a day if I want to or just stay up with demand. So. That's so cool. I don't. Do I don't have, do that many. But. Right? Do you have like a, a surf plus built up? I'm assuming like some yeah. days you only get one sale, but you made forty pills that or holders that day. So yeah, exactly. So most of the time I do them in batches. So at any given time, I probably have about thirty to forty of each color, right. and then as they get closer to about ten, then I just make up a bunch more of them. Because obviously some pills are selling higher, and some pills are selling colors. Sorry, are selling higher, and some are selling lower. So if I'm just making all of them, then it's you know it's not worth the time assembling them and the time printing them for right. different colors. So right. yeah, it's more on demand at this point, but yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It would be really interesting to see like maybe these blow up to where you are spending a lot of time doing it and you don't mind spending a bunch of time doing it, but you start getting one or two requests like, Hey, I love your products. I have six of them. I'd really love it if you made one that was smaller and you have 20 people reach out to you about that and you're like, oh, yeah. maybe I do just mod it a little bit to make it a little bit smaller, a little That's bit bigger or fit that. it on a belt instead of on a keychain. And like, obviously the use cases yeah. there are different. The needs are different, but. I actually had somebody reach out to me about a week ago asking for one that was bigger. And so I designed an entire new one literally just for them that fit their specific pill so they could hold eight of them. And it's probably, it's probably about that big. Uh, I mean, you can't really see it, but. Right. Um, a couple inches by a couple inches. Yeah, it, it's, of it's a lot bigger. Inch by what? Inch by half inch? Yeah, something that, like that. Huh. Yeah. So it kind of interesting. So at least there's a market for adaptation right. in the industry. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's one request out of five hundred. Imagine if you're selling to three thousand, that's six requests. Exactly. You know, that's six additional sales or whatever. Exactly. And now that I have that design already, it's a lot easier. And that one uses yeah. a couple different magnets. I had to redesign basically the entire thing, but it looks identical but larger right. which is kind of funny it's like yeah the same exact thing but just bigger just so a little bit kind of fun. just a little thicker <laughs> exactly that's so cool have, have you had other ideas that have popped up now that you're like has the knowledge of 3d printing made you think oh i can do other things with 3d filter 3d printers that have nothing to do with these capsule holders yeah i mean like anything around my house like if i need something designed i have the ability to design it now which is really cool yeah but where it, when it comes to products Mostly just adaptations on that pill holder. Like I've created probably six different versions of w different okay. ways that it opens and like different, larger or smaller or different logos. And yeah, it's just for fun or did all of them work or was this the best one? And those are all iterations of the, of the journey. So that was my first one. Oh, no way. <laughs> that was my first design. <laughs> okay. Well, after, you know, my, my, the one only for me. Right. Um, and then as I was going, I was like, well, you know, there's limitations to this design. Like there's the ability for the lid to come off. Right. Right. It and they, it, it potentially could. And like breaking potentials. And, you know, I've thought through a lot of these different things. So some of my different designs have been iterating on that and making it so um, 
to, to reduce the inefficiencies around that, right. you know? So like one of them, I created like a pin mechanism where the keychain, the ring holds in the pin to the lid and the lid like goes Swivels. around that pin. Yeah. Oh, okay. But the only thing is that, you know, that creates more friction points and I've thought through this a lot. Right. And is it going to wear down? Is it exactly? Whereas this, it, it has basically like no moving parts. The ability yep. for it to break is literally if it's like uh, halfway on and then you push the lid. That, like that's if I push it like this? Like this, like sideways. Oh, like break yeah. off the entire mechanism. That's right. basically the only way it will break. That's pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is really right? cool. That's and the I, one spot that it can break. And you mentioned like technically the lid can come off. Right. But for people who are just using this like one handed or something, there's for people that can't see it, there's a magnet on both sides of the lid. So you can, as you slide it, the second magnet catches it and stops it from falling off unless you intentionally or maybe you knock something and the lid pops off. But it's, I mean, that's not going anywhere. Like, exactly. yeah, that's, that's a pretty sweet, slick design. Yeah. Like when in the nine months of me using one on my keychain, I've never once had the lid fall off. I've been told maybe twice of people's lids falling off, which obviously uh, there's probably going to be a little bit more right. than that. But yeah, there's still, only so much you can do, right? With, you know, having 500 out there. Only having yeah. it come off a handful of times is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So. From, um, I mean, obviously there's a need for it f- for people who are taking, you know, habitual pills. Do you find that there's a need for it for people who, um, for example, like I have a friend who takes um, anxiety medication kind of on an as-needed basis. Right. And have you, I'm wondering, do you find that carrying it around or people carrying this around they need it less because they have it. The medication. Yeah. For me. Have you heard of that? Absolutely. That was why I made it. My my medication was as needed. Oh, and so you made it just to have it in case. Just to have it just in case. And I used it significantly less just because it's like I have the ability to have this. And the psychological, psychological aspect that. of that is like it's here if I need it. But I can also work through these things you know, anyways. So yeah. it's really cool. That's so cool and I, then I also have like, phrase, I take antidepressants. But, yeah. Um, so I have, you know, I have one of my anxiety medications, which is as needed and an extra antidepressant in there just in case I forget to take mine in the morning. Right. Then you so, can take it exactly. on the bus or on, on the way to school yeah, or whatever. So mine, yeah. Both of mine are as needed. It, you okay. just put it in your keychain and then forget about it. And then it's, it's there. So I love that. Yeah. Cause, uh, my dad's a psychologist and he once said, it's like having a Valium in your pocket. And I was like, right. what do you mean? He said, well, Valium's he said it's for anxiety medication and typically people who have it just don't ever take it because they find that having the option to take it gives you a chance to say like how bad is this really like i'm really stressed at work but i'm not quite stressed enough right i don't quite need it yet but you always have an an out always actually have it yeah you have the exactly yeah exactly no i I just love that. It just gives a lot of like freedom and flexibility, kind of like you know, just power of the mind kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's, I'm a big fan of that stuff. It's so cool. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like on my, on my Etsy shop, I have, I think 50 something reviews of people Whoa. like actually writing them out Yeah. of the, you know, three, I think I got to like 275 actual sales uh-huh. with those, with those 50 something reviews. It's crazy. How many people are like, wow, this is awesome. Like I, now I, one person even said like, um, because of this, I'm comfortable going in public again. Whoa. It's like, whoa, that's why I'm doing this. I'm that's not doing cool. it for the money. I'm doing it because it's like, wow, I can help people in a small way. Yeah. You know, for something I designed for myself, other people are able to benefit off of it, 
which is huh. crazy. I love that. So crazy. Somebody I've never met in on the other side of the, you know, I've sold to somebody in Australia before. And so like, wow. Just this random person needs yeah. a filter. Exactly. That's so cool. It is, I don't know, there's, there's something unique about that where it's like the industry that you're in is an industry that is, um, like to, to be able to purchase something like this, you have to be a little bit open, right? Right. And there's, you know, a worry of exposing yourself as depressed or anxious, right? Um, and so being able to do that in a discreet way, I think is really, I don't know. It's like having a Valium in your pocket. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> it literally is. <laughs> Put on like, your keychain instead. Yeah. It's just incredible. <laughs> it, it's it's cool because it's it's something that's super touching with a half inch by inch cool little thing that you printed in your room on a 3D printer. I know. Right? There's no more like homemade than that. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you've seen how far, if I showed you one of the original ones that they made on this crappy, you know, $30 3D printer that I got off, got off KSL. Yeah. It's crazy how different they are. Like I've come so far. <laughs> now I use stronger plastic and stronger magnets and like the finishes are all smooth. Whereas before it was yeah. like this janky little keychain pill holder, but people still loved it. Like I yeah. sold probably 50 of these like super janky, like I hand carved the edges to make it look kind of smooth and like, right. Yeah. That's it's awesome. And so, so funny. And then you sold 50 of them. And you're like, oh, I should probably find a better way to do yes. this. So that's yeah. when I bought, you know, a nicer 3D printer and better materials right. and stuff. Have you thought about um, doing like little smiley faces or something on the front? Because I noticed you have, I just noticed that you have easy written on the Yeah, yeah. Lid. And if you actually look at the black one, what? I'm going to start changing. That one's not on the outside, but on the inside, I have my a new logo on there. So it's actually my oh, logo. Shoot. Got to get the black one out. Got to get the black one out. <laughs> I literally just started doing that. So probably all them and all the ones that I make in the future will start having that little logo. But um, yeah, I, I've done a couple designs for friends. At least I think it does, does it? I don't know. Is this a new one? Looks pretty similar. Nope, oh. it's not. Oh my goodness. Oh no. You I'll tricked you me into taking more out. <clears throat> but I still um, like it. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit more of a sleek logo, but, um, so like for a friend, I added like a specific logo. I won't say, cause it's probably copyright infringement, but I, I put oh, a little right. logo on there for, for him specifically, like that has like two different colors even, Ooh. which was really cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of flexibility, but with that comes a lot more work right? because I can't manufacture them ahead of time. You know, right, you've got to customize it, it's more them. customized. Right. So there's a lot of ability to grow in the future. Yeah. But with where I'm at, the mass production is working a lot better than that oh, mass for customization. Sure. Well, and it's there's plenty of people that won't want to design at all. Oh, they for want sure. it to be plain and simple and discreet. Whereas like I could also see some people wanting um just because they are for anxiety and depression medication or those are common ones that it'll be used for. Um, I could imagine people putting like a semicolon just because oh, that's yeah. also a symbol that's associated with like you know, your life's not over. Don't exactly. commit suicide and depression and those kinds of no, things. That's a so really cool idea. I think, um, you know, maybe I'll change my inside logo to that. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. You could have, you know, a, a, <laughs> a little selection of, do you want a logo? Here are the three that I have, you know? Um, but that's the thing or not. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yours. There's so much you flexibility. Can do so much, you can do whatever you want with it. It's so cool. That's been one of the, the most interesting parts of creating my own business is everybody has an opinion. Oh, yeah. you know? Oh yeah. It's so interesting. Cause at first it was like, oh my gosh, everybody's opinion matters so much. And then I kind of got to the point where it's like, you know what? I don't care. Yep. Like I want your opinion, but like 
And they might be cool ideas. This is my what product. I can do whatever I want with yeah. this, you know? So no, I love that. It's um, kind of fun. The episode, so I recorded an episode last week that's coming out in two days from now. This will come out next week. Right. And uh, he's also got his own little pro- product that I can show you afterwards. Cool. And uh, that's one thing that he said. He said his advice was just separate yourself from your business. Like when people are giving you advice, it's not on you. They're not saying, this sucks, I don't like it. And that means you suck and <laughs> they don't like you. That's not what they're saying at all. Right. They're just giving you opinions on this. Um, but another... also, at the same time, it's also good to like constantly iterate and become better. Yeah. I feel like pro- progression You're always is, working is on it yourself. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I'm going to say one other quote from another person that Ooh, was in the van just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And it, so it's uh, Jared Kwan, I think, was quoting someone who was on the podcast. He's an author. And he was saying, when somebody's giving you advice on your story, they're usually correct that there's something you need to change, but they're probably wrong when they say like how to change it, Ooh, right? So if somebody I says like the lid's too hard, you should do this, the lid actually might be too hard to get off, but their suggestion and their idea is probably not the right idea, <laughs> right? Because they just don't know all the background and they're not the one with the experience to like be making those suggestions, right. you know? I think that's really interesting though, because it's like then you can take the feedback, but it's still yours. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's powerful. I love it. How did you come up with these like little bags and the business cards? Like the business cards are probably pretty simple, right? Right. Go get business cards. The bags? Yeah. The bags are also just, you know, from Amazon. <laughs> just, you just bought a little yeah, thing. Yeah, of bags. exactly. So, so I kind of bought a bunch of the same color. I really love the color, like that that tealish blue, baby blue yeah, type thing. I love it. That's one of my favorite colors. So like even the little packaging that I send them out in, the little mailers, padded yeah. mailers, are the same exact color as that. <clears throat> and then the sticker, Clever. there's a little sticker on front of the uh, the baggie, and I also put a little sticker over the seal of the padded mailer. So it's like all branded, like super You're, you're going to crush it on it together. <laughs> exactly. Because it, it's also, it's not about the product as much as the experience you have with it. Right. Right? Oh, you are in marketing. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, but it's true, It's right? true. Yeah, I look at when it and I'm like, product, this is pretty. This is nice. And it comes in like this crappy little bag. You're like, what did I just buy? That this was a mistake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the whole entire thing, like I have a custom business card and everything is like um, uniform and the same stickers. The color, the sticker color is the same as the, st- the bag color. And, right. Um, like everything is about the experience. Total Tygon dash contact. I love that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then a lot of times on every Etsy order, I also write a little custom note on the back just saying, thank you so much for your order. I hope you love it. Or when people order a couple, a lot of times I throw in an extra one being like, oh, thank you so much for coming back. Here's Here's an extra one. Or Yeah, do you find, are you only selling on Etsy? Do you sell on like Amazon or any of the others? Yeah, so I sell on Amazon Etsy. I've been selling on uh, Etsy a lot longer than Amazon. Okay. Um, just because uh, I also like selling on Amazon or Etsy a lot more because there's a lot more customization and you can right. cater to that experience a lot more than you can on Amazon. Right. Because on Etsy, you can do all of the things you just described. You can exactly. have a little note and you can put it in a cute little bag with the sticker and exactly. all of these little things that I have my own right, makes a big difference. And, yeah. Huh. But on Amazon, it you you package them. I use the same bags and put a business card in, but I don't like write custom custom right. notes and whatever because I don't have like people's names and a lot of yeah. times if there's something little like if it's like, "Oh, you ordered all the colors?" like, "Wow, that's so cool." Or you ordered 3 of these, let me throw in an extra one just yeah. for fun, you know? That's interesting. It's, it's really fun. Cuz uh, it's not about the profit margins. It's like the profit margin, the biggest thing is 
the actual shipping of itself. Right. So the product, like if I throw in an extra one, it just makes people happy and it makes me happy. And yeah, you know, well, especially awesome. if somebody gets like, you know, they get four colors instead of five and it's like, I wonder how long it took them to decide which color they wanted to leave out. Yeah. You know, Why not just like, throw in the there we go. Color. Here's, here's yeah. the last one. That is a cool, yeah, exactly. that is a neat experience. And that's what will get people to buy more and suggest it. Is exactly. It, it, you're right. It's such a small product that the experience matters and especially uh, a lot. More. And that customer service. Yeah. And, and making people feel special. Yeah. You know, I love that. It's so it, fun. I mean, do you have, have you done other businesses as well? Like legitimately, not just in third grade. Like or is this my like own... the first time that you've ever had a product? Yeah, this is my first time selling a product. It seems like you're doing a great job for yeah, a first time, right? <laughs> like, are you aware of that? <laughs> like, do you, like, obviously you're in marketing. Do you, right. like, is, do you have kind of a checklist in your mind where you, like, know if I do X, Y, and Z, I'm pretty confident that it'll do well, I guess? Oh, absolutely not. Okay, I have no, no clue. I have ideas of the direction I want to go and right. how I want to be successful based on, you know, other people and their experiences mm-hmm. and doing tons of research. I love research. It's so much fun. But, um, yeah, I, I literally, I have no idea. I, I've, I remember I've always really been interested in business though. Right. Um, even in junior high, I would watch every Shark Tank episode. Yeah. Like, that was out because it was so it. fun. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah, and um, just watching other people uh, go through their experiences with creating businesses and failing and being successful, and and also that background. Like I'm about to get my degree this month, actually in marketing. Congrats! So um, using those skills that I was learning in classes, along with building the product, was really helpful. Yeah. And really, it, it differ- differentiates my product from the competition. Right, because you do have a little bit of formal education to, exactly. to kind of do well. And that personalization instead yeah. of mass production in China. Right. Know, so, I love that. I think that's absolutely great. Do you have um, advice for people who are, you know, maybe a step behind you that just barely got an idea or are trying to come up with an idea? Yeah. Just... Give it a shot. If I wouldn't have given it a shot, I wouldn't have learned so many things. I learned so much um, about not just, you know, how to sell a product, but also how to um, be great at customer service and to also work hard, work hard through times when it's like, oh, for the past week, I only sold two, you know, like sometimes it's not fun. Yeah. It's it's not always happy you know sunshine and rainbows yeah you don't hit 500 every single day no no it's it's been a it's been a process and it's been a lot of emotions you know i i've heard people say it so many times where you know when you have your own business um that's when you feel the highest highs and the lowest lows because you are everything to the business you know it's not it's not a group of people it's it's all on your shoulders but with that I would never take it back and I would do it a million times over again just because I've been able to create something, but also make people's lives better in a small way. And, and I'm passionate about it. And it, it's not as much about, like I said, it's not about the money. It's about the learning experience for me and, um, yeah, constantly, constantly improving and becoming better. So man, what a good answer. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool because one, 
even when you showed it to me like what a month ago, a month and a half ago, it was just exciting because I, in my mind, I look at it and I'm like, that's a real product. Like that's right. something that's actually a really good idea. And so it's cool to see you like come all this way and like all the stuff that you've learned. And it also helps that just in a half hour conversation with you in the van and the small interactions we've had in the coffee shop, you're just a very kind, genuine person. <laughs> and so it's exciting that. to see just a nice person trying to do nice things for other people and taking that on because there are hard times and there's a lot to learn and you're doing it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're I really welcome. appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Sam.